and running. Start your Sunday on KCOU 88.1. Harris Vapnik, alongside Garrett Pave, thank you for starting your Sunday with us. Live from the A-Stream studio here at the University of Missouri Student Center. It's the first day of November. Thank you for starting your November with us here. KCOU 88.1. You can find us on Spotify on at Start Your Sunday. And Harris is out on the one side. Garrett Pave. Garrett, welcome in. Yeah, thank you. An unbelievable day of college football yesterday. Halloween, it was a spooky day of football. A I lot of say. upsets. A lot yeah, a couple of upsets here games and there. And upsets. Great games overall. Um, you know, you always love watching the good college football games. We had a really marquee matchup yesterday between Ohio State and Penn State. So all around a great day. Good SEC games. You're seeing the Big Ten get back in action. Unbelievable day. You got a great day of NFL coming up. I love football, and this is a great weekend for it. So unbelievable day, and I cannot wait to watch some more. Yep, an absolutely great weekend, and Garrett. I'll bring you back in here in just a second, but I'm gonna start with this. So. The rant we started last Sunday show with was the big, we're on this huge collision course for a Clemson-Ohio State rematch, or if you don't remember, they played in one of the all-time playoff games last year down in the desert in Glendale. And we talked about how those two teams, you know, they're pushing themselves away from the competition as they look like the best team in best teams in college football. But, you know, I was, I've been thinking about that, that rant all week, and... One of the things I've been thinking about is, you know, we're not really talking about the third team as much as the other two. We've been mm-hmm. talking a lot about Ohio State. We've been talking a lot about Clemson. And even more nationally, it's been a lot of talk about Notre Dame and Oklahoma and, yep. you know, everyone else about the chaos. But I feel like not many people are talking about the Alabama Crimson Tide for some reason. And this is something we mentioned on the very first Start Your Sunday. We talked about how, you know, maybe Nick Saban feels a little, like, slighted, slighted after— you know, last year, people yeah. forgetting about him. They weren't. This was the first time they weren't in the cultural playoff or in a New Year's Six game. They were playing <clears throat> in the Citrus Bowl instead against uh, Michigan, in which they blow out because Michigan blows out everybody. And so, the fact that everyone's been so quiet about uh, Alabama, who's quietly the number two team in the country, six and zero, and yesterday they shot out Mississippi State, a team that beat LSU, who people have been talking about going into the season more than Alabama because of the whole hype about the one Mississippi well, State championship. And Nick Saban sitting here with six rings. What do you think? Yeah, number one defense in the, in the SEC, actually. Yeah. Believe it or not, Mississippi State came in with the number one defense in the SEC. I'm not saying they had a great defense, but it was you know relatively better the than some of the other competition. Yeah, and Alabama just steamrolled through there. Unbelievable from the tide yesterday. And so, you know... Alabama beat Mississippi State yesterday, 41-0. Mississippi State with the best defense in in the SEC. As nobody knows, Alabama has it in the second-best defense. Mac Jones has all of a sudden become my Heisman favorite. Mm -hmm. I think because of Trevor Lawrence missing two games, which we'll talk about in a second, and the fact that Justin Fields might win uh, the Heisman despite playing just seven or eight games, which I think he could. But Mac Jones has been outstanding this year and once again outstanding last night. 24 of 31, 291 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. I'm not sure Mac Jones is throwing a pick all season. Maybe he's throwing one or two. Maybe he threw one against Georgia. Yeah. He threw one against Georgia in the opening drive. That's been it. Najee Harris, 21 carries, 119 yards. He could be a Heisman favorite. And you take away this team's best receiver, Jalen Waddell. You know they have Devontae Smith and John Mechie and uh, Slade Bolden. But Jalen Waddle is the best receiver on that team. And he, you take him out for the entire season. And Devontae Smith, what does he do? 11 catches, 203 yards. And four touchdowns. This man does everything 
for this team, and he's a touchdown machine. And Alabama, they're looking like they might be the best team in the country. Garrett, what do you think oh, of the yeah. No, I mean, the balance they have offensively is unlike any other team right now. Like you said, Najee Harris, 21 carries, 119 yards. But let's not forget about the guy who had 80 yards on the ground, Trey Sanders, the true freshman. Yep. 12 carries, 80 yards for him. And you mentioned Devontae Smith. 11 receptions, 203 yards, four touchdowns. You know, I've been skeptical all week of how is Alabama going to replace Jalen Waddle because it, you know, you got guys like, like you said, John Mechie, Slade Bold, and all them, but Jalen Waddle's a big piece of this team. He's the fastest receiver they have by far. He's a great return man. So my question was who is going to really fill in that role? And it looks like Devontae Smith has filled not only his own role, but also Jalen Waddle's role. And you're right, Harrison. I mean, Mac Jones has just been unbelievable. And on Mississippi State side, They've gone back and forth all year at quarterback. I mean, KJ Costello started the game yesterday, went four for eleven with sixteen yards. They substituted him for Will Rogers, who did not do much this is better. The same KJ Costello who threw for six hundred and thirty yards against LSU. I mean, pre you know first couple weeks to start your Sunday, we're thinking, okay, can, can Mississippi State compete for the West? And now they're sitting at one and four. They've lost four in a row. And all basically, all of them have been blowouts. It's unbelievable, and they may have the worst offense in the SEC, believe it or not, under Mike Leach. So I think going forward, Mississippi State, this is, I think Alabama was expected to win this game big, even though Mississippi State had a good defense. They were yeah. expected to win this game big, but it's a good win for the Tide going forward, a good momentum builder. So a great game for Nick Saban. Well, He's going to be happy. And yesterday was also Nick Saban's birthday. It was, so yes. Happy six... birthday to one of the great college football coaches yep. ever. But, you know, we always talk about the Alabama defense and how historically good they are. Here are some numbers. 38, 52, 63, 41, 48, 41. Those are all the points they've scored this season. Yep. Once they've been held under 40, and that was by the Missouri Tigers. Yep. Right here. There we go. And next week, or no, Bama will be off next week before traveling to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. And you know Nick Saban's going to be ready for that game. Yeah, that one might get ugly very quickly. We saw LSU yesterday. Got, got beat blown out by Auburn. 40, and Auburn is not a good team. 48-11. to 11. I mean, they just got physically beat on the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively. That may be a game where Nick Saban's angry from last year. He might just impose his will on the Tigers. I think Alabama, they're looking good going forward. They're going to win that game big. Yep, that should be an exciting one. Let's talk about the second team, our little three-team college football trifecta, the Ohio State Buckeyes. They took on the Penn State Nittany Lions last night and defeated them. A game that was never really competitive, never really close, 38-25 win for Ohio State Justin Fields. People are, like, disappointed by how he played against Nebraska, even though he had one incompletion and ran for a lot of yards. 28 of 34, 318 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers on the ground. Not as they didn't ask as much for him. I think only had six carries in the game. Yeah. Feels like Penn State was never in this game. Even though Penn State is a talented roster, never in this game. Yeah. Now don't let the score confuse you. This was a game completely dominated by Ohio State. We talked about last week coming in to the season. We saw that first game against Nebraska. The defense for Ohio State was a little bit of a question. I mean, that first few, you know, first couple quarters, Ohio State was trying to settle in defensively. Nebraska running the ball all over him. But yesterday, even though they scored 25 points, only giving up 44 rush yards. I think one of the biggest things from yesterday is Sean Clifford, well, who had over 100 because I rush think yards. Penn State's leading yeah. rusher. I don't remember. Sean, well, Sean Clifford. Sean, yeah, well, Sean Clifford, they, they got two guys out, but Clifford was the leading rusher last week. He had over 100 yards. Had five yesterday on <laughs> 18 carries. I mean, that's the Ohio State defense in back. Though. Unreal. They Despite play well. losing a lot of guys to the NFL, like Malik Harris yep. and Chase Young and 
uh, Jeff Okuda. And they, they, still, they still replace. They still find a way to dominate. Well, and on the offensive side, you mentioned Justin Fields, another great game. But Master Teague, the running back, 23 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Ohio State's starting to show that they have a balance themselves, too. But I think what really impressed me yesterday, it was not the offense. It was that defense. That's what we wanted to see improve if Ohio State was going to you know, win games going down the stretch. And I think yesterday just proved that. A great rushing defense. They're going to start settling in, too. Sean Clifford's probably one of the, if not the best quarterback they'll face in the Big Ten. So a good test. But I love the way this Ohio State team's playing. I really do. And these weapons Ohio State has. Chris Olave coming into the season. Unreal. Unreal. We thought he'd be a good receiver. Seven catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns yesterday. Incredible. Garrett Wilson, 11 catches, 111 receiving yards. Also had a 62-yard run in that game. And the tight end, Jeremy Ruckert, four catches. Two of them were in the end zone for touchdowns. We talk about there's three teams in this college football race. It's a three-team race for the national championship in Miami. Mm -hmm. Where would you rank Ohio State amongst these three teams? I know it's all like the playoffs at the end. But right now, having seen all three teams play multiple games. You know— Going for, I've always had Ohio State sitting at two, um, based on the paper, how they looked on paper. I think I'm going to keep them at two right now. I just don't think after a win like this, you can balance them down. I think they're going to get better as each week goes on. But I'll be honest, I saw a lot of improvement, especially on the defensive side of the ball, from last week to this week. Like I mentioned, only 44 rushers. That's really big. That's big. I know Penn State had two rush, who, two running backs out in this game, but still, that's a big game for Ohio State. I think they're second behind Clemson right now. We talked about Alabama. Alabama is going to keep. They're going to keep doing their thing. But I think right now, I love the way Ohio State's playing offensively. They're kind of a juggernaut. So I, I'd have them second. I really would. Yeah, but we'll get into our playoff predictions in just a little bit. Let's look at the third team of this three-team race, Clemson, and it feels like once a year they have this little. Surprise game where they get on the ropes. I don't. They had the Syracuse game a couple years ago. They had the loss mm-hmm. to Syracuse. Yep. They had the loss to Nathan Peterman in Pittsburgh. They had a game last year, which is, it's it just left my mind that they had a game that was closer than it should have been. But here, they're now 28-10 at Boston College. Trevor Lawrence out due to COVID-19. He will be also missing the Notre Dame game, which we'll get into in just a second. But Clemson rallied back. They scored 24 unanswered after a, a Potter field goal at the end of the half, and then. Got a roll in the second half. DJ Ugalale. I said that right? I practiced I think that. It's Uwe, oh, you got Yeah, you did. Did I say yeah, U- did. Ugalale? Yeah. Great. 30 of 41, 342 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Etienne broke the all-time ACC rushing, 20 carries, 84 yards. And to score Ugalale, also a rushing touchdown. But these receivers, Cornell Powell, 11 catches, 105. Amari Rogers, 7 catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Travis Etienne receiving, 7 catches, 140 yards. But the story of this game was that Clemson struggled with Boston College. For the entire game, Boston College was never really out of it. Does this hurt Clemson, or what do you think? I mean, I don't, I don't think it really hurts them. I think there's a lot going into this week. We just found out that Trevor Lawrence was going to be out on Thursday, so it's not like you had a week to prepare. I think, you know, the issue yesterday was not Uwe Ungalele and that offense. It was that Clemson defense. 28 points in the first half given up. They did. They They finally adjusted in that second half, but the big story is, What's happened to this Clemson defense that has been dominant all year? Brett Venables, they looked out-schemed. I mean, late in this first half, I'm not sure if you saw this play, but it was fourth down and one. They were going for a field goal, and all you got to do if you're Clemson is just stay on side. They do a little fake. The the punter goes under center. Yeah, but they send someone out wide. Sends out wide and draws them off sides. Clemson looked a little bit out-schemed and out-coached at times in that first half. First-year head coach Jeff Halfley for Boston College. you got to give him a lot of credit. But 
Boston College is four and three. Yeah, I, they're a sneaky four and three. But I'll tell you, you talk about next week. I don't know. I'm really concerned for Clemson. I think the defense is gonna. I think the defense will win that game for them. But I think know. they're bored. Here's here's my take. I think they needed a game like this. Clemson. They played Syracuse last week, and we people were trying to like micro inspect on every little thing. Yep. Oh my God, they were only up like ten points going into the fourth quarter. Yep. Like people trying to like find every little detail of what's wrong with Clemson, and then they have a performance like this, and you know now people are going to try to do it even more. I think Davos Sweeney kind of likes that. In the initial cultural playoff rankings last year, they were fifth. Yep. Despite being the national champions, despite winning whatever it was 24, 25 games in a row at that time, and the streak eventually ended, I think, at thirty. But People trying to look at every little detail, and you know, Dabo Sweeney just wants to go one game at a time, and they have one of their biggest games in the last five regular seasons. Oh, for sure. Taking on at Notre Dame, a yeah. tough place to play, and it should be the game of the week, and that's college game day. Yeah, I mean, the key, I think the guy you're going to watch for, and you mentioned him, Harrison, is Travis Etienne. You said he broke the ACC all-time rushing record, but I feel like he's more, he's a great threat on the ground, but I feel like he's an even more of a threat in the air. Seven receptions, 140 yards, a touchdown. Look for Clemson to use him a lot against Notre Dame because, look, you have a true freshman quarterback. He's a five-star recruit coming out of St. John Bosco in California, so a great player, but you have to get him settled in. This is a physical yeah. Notre Dame defense. Brian Kelly runs it's a really defense. It's a defense that's playing, been playing better. It's playing a lot better. It's a slow so, start to the year, and it's gotten better every yeah, year. Yeah, so you wonder, what's Dabo Swinney going to do? I think he'll try to settle his young quarterback into the game by finding guys like ETN, but I'll tell you, it's going to be a phenomenal game in South Bend. I cannot wait to watch it, but I think Clemson – I don't think this hurts their ranking. I really don't. I think with a freshman quarterback, you know, you're having to adjust. So I think it's a good one for the Tigers. I really do. Let's hop back to the SEC. Georgia taking on Kentucky. Georgia ranked number five in the country. Not a great game for Stetson Bennett. Mm. Just 9 of 13, 131 yards, two picks, a quarterback rating of just under 39. Zamir White, great rushing game, 26 carries, 136 yards and a touchdown. They were without George Pickens, but a Kentucky team that got really dominated by Missouri last week kind of kept it close with Georgia for the majority of the game. I don't think Georgia scored. No, Georgia had one touchdown early in the second half. It was just 7-3 at the half. Concern about Georgia going to a huge game against Florida next week? We'll yeah. talk about it next. Yeah, I mean, Stetson Bennett, he's not the answer. Um, and you almost wonder, where's JT Daniels? Like, he is... He was the former number one quarterback in the country, recruiting-wise. He is now listed third on the depth chart. So... The question is, what's up with JT Daniels? Is there something we don't know that Kirby Smart knows? But I think there is really concern because we're going to talk about later, but that Florida defense yesterday looked a lot better against Missouri. They improved. And Stetson Bennett, he's a game manager. He's not going to throw 300 yards and win you a ball game. Georgia is going to win that game against Florida if they run the ball well. That's how they're going to win that game because that passing attack is not good enough. But I think yesterday, Samir White, you mentioned it before you got on the show, big game, 26 carries, 136 they yards, and a touchdown. Without that, I don't think they win that game. That, no way. They didn't win that game without him playing. But, you know, of course, Georgia defensively, a great game by Georgia defensively. I mean, Kentucky could not move the ball. Three total points. This Georgia defense is this phenomenal. Is, this is now back-to-back weeks. Kentucky hasn't moved the ball. It's season crazy. That we thought Kentucky would be a decent team. I know, I know. They're struggling. Well, and they started Joey Gatewood and said, Terry, we never saw Terry Wilson yesterday, which I did not I think he completely may, may agree with. That's a good point. He could be yeah. hurt. We don't know a lot, but I think Georgia, it's, you know, it wasn't the flashiest win. Um, I think they're going to have a week off now and then, you know, prepare for Florida. Something interesting, only four receivers had a catch yesterday including their running back, James Cook. So Georgia's got to get more people involved on the offense if they're going to beat Florida because Florida's going to put up probably 30 Florida points. Will put I mean, up, Florida's going to put up points. I think we could be looking at a shootout next week. So I think Goodness. the Georgia defense is good. 
I don't know how good the Florida defense is. Let's well, let's talk about that Florida defense right now. They took on our Missouri Tigers yesterday. Missouri coming off back-to-back big wins against LSU and Kentucky, and they are traveling. Gaines will take on the Gators, and Florida lay down the hammer on them. A 41-17 dominating performance from Florida. I think Florida both won the game and the fight at halftime. Mm-hmm. Kyle Trask looking like the Heisman possible candidate he is after having a couple of tough games. 21 of 36, 345 yards, four touchdowns, did throw the one pick six. Also ran for 47 yards, but Kadarius Tony. What a play. Five catches, 81. Oh, no. Four catches, 60 yards. Kyle Pitts, five catches, 81 yards. Jacob Copeland, two catches, 67 yards for Florida. The Gators trying to work them way back into contention. Let's start with Missouri. Yep. What did you see yesterday from the Tigers that you didn't like? Well, what I didn't like is the offense. And I really, especially, we talk about this a lot. <laughs> I was not impressed with the play calling early. Um, now, of course, I'm not a head coach. I don't know what Drinkwitz sees, but I just think it was a lot. They were being too fancy. Um, I think you're seeing a lot of trick plays, and I think every once in a while a trick play is a good thing, but uh, consistent trick plays. And what worked against Kentucky last week? Pounding Running the, the ball. And how? what did they do against Florida? They did not pound the ball. Larry Roundtree, 14 carries, 36 yards, and touchdown. And his carries, we mentioned this too before the show, it's those outside zones. That's not going to work. He needs to go it's in. It's not going to work. That's I know what the Missouri was missing one offensive lineman. Yep. But well, and I one thing I didn't like, and I'm, I'm going to mention this real quick. I saw this in the game. So I I I got kind of frustrated watching this, but it was third and one, and all you got to do it's like third, actually more like third and inch. You got to go up the middle. They take Round Tree out. They put Beatty in the game. You got to go up the middle. Beatty goes, cuts it outside, and gets tracked down for a five yard loss. So I just think right now. I don't really understand sometimes. I mean, of course, as I said, I'm not a coach, but I think going forward, you have to get the run game more involved. They have to make it simpler. You do. They have a young quarterback. They have a young team. I know they have some veteran running backs, yep. but they have to make it simple for Kyle, that, Connor Baselock. Because that defense yesterday played well enough in the first half to win that game. They, they, were, they really did. They scored their only touchdown of the first half. Yep, they kept them in that game. They were game. getting pressure on Trask. They were making some stops. Yep. And, you know, They have a game coming up against Georgia a couple yep. weeks. And I don't want to criticize. Look, I don't want to criticize no, what Drinkwitz has done. This season's already it's this season's already been a success. Oh, it's over. You know they've over exceeded expectations. And I, I just we're think we're hoping they can win four or five games with of a course, ball. Of course, I and just think it's it's frustrating to watch sometimes because you know what the recipe for success could be, not using it. But I think Drinkwitz, like I think Drinkwitz has done an unbelievable job. Yeah. He's going to be a great coach here. It was just frustrating because I think we thought we all thought here in Columbia. You know, we're going to compete. It's the Florida defense that struggled. And we were for we were for the first half. And a half. Yeah, but at Florida defense looked better. But got to give credit to Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen's doing great, some good things there in Gainesville. I love Dan Mullen. I do too. So talking about Florida a little bit, they had the tough loss to Texas A&M two weeks ago. Yep. Was it yep. Three weeks ago in that range. Mm-hmm. And we before that, we both thought they were playoff contenders. Yep. It, it was going to come down to probably them versus Georgia for the SEC East, and that's that's going to be the case anyways because yep. Georgia lost to Alabama. They're both one-loss teams. That game next week is going to be spectacular, and I th- I think Florida's going to get it done. They've lost the last three games to Georgia uh, in what is called the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, my favorite rivalry <laughs> game nickname. They're playing in Jacksonville, probably 50% attendance, whatever yep. the, the deal is down there in Florida. I think Florida's going to get it done this year. I tend to agree with you. I, I think this is the year. I know my dad's listening. He's a Georgia fan. But I think this is the year Florida finally gets it done. I think Georgia does not have an answer at quarterback right now. I mean, unless JT Daniels yeah, comes but in. But I'm going to jump in there for a second. Because unbelievable. How can Georgia fans sit and watch college football yesterday without watching the Ohio State game thinking, man, we had Justin Fields. He, we, he was wearing a Georgia jersey. 
and we let him go because we wanted to keep playing Jake Fromm. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I think last year, if you're Kirby Smart, I understand why you keep Jake Fromm. He's been there for three years, and he's a leader, but man, I mean, you're right. Look what Justin Fields is doing. It's a big I mean, this could be a different Georgia team if Justin Fields is there. You look at their offense for Georgia, it's just very stagnant. And that, they and, could Against Alabama, they just they had yeah. a great first half and really couldn't yep. figure it out in the second and half. And so, so my concern this is this is a first half team in the second half. They're just every game they look like a completely different no, team. No, completely different. Same thing in the Auburn game. Yeah, the game they won like twenty seven to seven. Look, it's two different teams coming yeah, back in the locker room for sure. This no, this needs to change when they take on Florida next week. And my concern would be Missouri only forty rush yards this week. They pounded the rock last week against Kentucky. So my issue is if this Florida run defense is better and they're because they got a big number 55, Kyrie Campbell, their starting defensive tackle, who's an all American. He was back for the Gators defense for the first time all season yesterday, clogging those holes up. So if that Florida rush defense plays relatively better next week, they might cause some fits against Georgia. I think the Gators get it done next week. I think it's going to be a great game in Jacksonville and we'll see, you know, We'll see how Dan Mullen and Kirby Smart get their teams ready. You know it's going to be chippy. Those two teams, not a fan of each other. All right, it's going to be good. Let's talk about another upset yesterday. On-ranked Texas going into Stillwater, taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, number six in the country. Spencer Sanders, if I told you yesterday, Spencer Sanders is going to throw for 400 yards, four touchdowns, one pick, and Sam Ellinger is going to throw for 169 yards. What do you think the score would have been? Oh, I would have told you that Oklahoma State would have run Texas out of the building. Uh, that wasn't the case. No, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, I thought Oklahoma State had a shot at getting in the playoff. I, I had them sitting at six if they kept winning. But, of course, that's typical Mike Gundy. They lose at least one or two games a year. They probably should not lose. Texas did a good job limiting Chuba Hubbard. Great 25 game. carries, 72 yards. But the Oklahoma State defense has played well all year. Yeah. And they were playing well for the majority of the Texas game. But, yep. you know, a special teams touchdown, a couple interceptions or a couple turnovers from uh, Sanders. I think he threw a pick and they had a he had a big fumble mm-hmm. late in the half and they were driving up double digits, kind of swung the momentum of that game. And just Sam Ellinger, the veteran quarterback, was able to figure it out. Didn't need a lot of yards. Even the running backs like Robinson on just uh, 59, 59 yards on 13 carries. I don't even know where Texas got these points from looking at the box scores. Like it was just four Oklahoma State turnovers was the difference in this game. And I... I said this last week. I, this is this is two shows in a row I've predicted an unranked team to upset a top ten team. It's I just, know, I know. You called it again. I and called I was that like, Florida no. State. I I have one for next week. Also, I'm gonna keep going with this. All right. So, I said I wasn't on the show two weeks ago, but the week before that, I said Florida State would beat North Carolina. I was right. I said Texas was gonna beat number six Oklahoma State. I'm looking at the slate next week, and I'm trying to find. An unranked team over a ranked team. And I I see one I like. Oh, here we go. It's a weird noon start. I think Arizona State's gonna beat USC. No kidding. That they're starting that game at noon. Yeah, that's gonna be Eastern. weird. That's gonna be a tricky one. That's a nine AM start at USC. I think it's just gonna be a weird game. Jaden Daniels is the most underrated quarterback in college football. Yeah. USC is just a disappointing team. USC is not a top 10 team. USC is ranked number 21 right now. When the AP poll releases in a couple hours, I think it'll look like probably 19. I think Arizona State goes into the Coliseum and beats USC next Saturday. That is my, my Harrison special. I'm going to keep doing this. Old Herm Edwards getting the job I done for the Sun just, Devils. It makes sense. So, you know, Oklahoma State, the Big 12 playoffs hopes are over. If They're Oklahoma done. State wins it's out, over. 
I don't. I don't think they're going to win out. I think they're going to lose to Oklahoma. I think that game is in uh, Norman this year. But yep, the big the Big Twelve, they're done. They're not getting anybody in. It's that chance has diminished completely. Oklahoma State was that last opportunity, and like you said, dominate that game offensively and honestly defensively. It just was not enough. They out yarded Texas by so many. And I just, know. I'm like, how do you lose? You look that at that. You read the box score. You're like, how did Texas win this? No, game? you are. And they you're won like, in overtime. Ellinger threw a great touchdown to take the lead in the defense. Got to stop. Let's quickly do. The Michigan Wolverines, once a year Michigan does this, excluding the Ohio State game, they play a game and they look terrible at home. Jim Harbaugh now is 1-6 at home against Michigan State and Ohio State. And they lost 27-24 to Rocky Lombardi, the best quarterback name in college football. 17 of 32, 323 yards, three touchdowns. Joe Milton, Michigan fans, wanted to give him the Heisman Trophy last week. Solid game, 32 of 51, 300 yards. Ran for almost 60 yards, but... Wasn't close to enough. Michigan State just went in there and just dominated them. And it was a little surprising. I thought Michigan coming off the win against Minnesota, who turns out to be frauds. What do you think of that game? You know, if we could edit in a sound clip of a campfire going, (laughs) I'd do that. That would be the fire sitting under Jim Jim Harbaugh's seat right now. Is this Jim Harbaugh's final year in Michigan? I can't imagine it wouldn't be. Look, he's one in six. I saw the stat yesterday. What else do they need to see from him? Well, he's one in six against Michigan State and Ohio State. At home. Unbelievable. So how how do you keep a coach right now that cannot consistently beat your two big— actually, not even consistently. They can't beat him at all. It's just been terrible down the stretch for Jim Harbaugh. I think, like this game, I don't— I mean, Joe Milton had a great game, but they didn't finish drives. He had 300 yards. You'd think 300 yards. They had yards. a couple of turnovers. They yeah. for field goals. No touchdowns for Joe just, Milton. None after 300 yards. So And they keep running drives. the RPO and just— I didn't think he was reading it correctly. No, and, and I think also defensively, Michigan's always thrive with Don Brown on that physical defense that's fast and aggressive, and it's just different. I mean, Michigan State first-year coach Mel Tucker from Colorado, great He's, game for them. After losing to Rutgers, yeah, I know. he goes to his rival well, and beats them on their home field. Just. Yeah, and that's the concerning thing. The Rutgers— Beat Michigan, Michigan State, and now Michigan State beats Michigan. And Michigan, Rutgers lost to Indiana, and Indiana beat Penn State. The Big Ten's a mess this year. What is college football The Big right Ten now? is a mess. Let's fight. One more game we'll go deep into. Yep. Before the year, Garrett called this. I'm going to continue giving credit on it every week. The number seven Cincinnati Bearcats take down, in my opinion, the second-best team in the American. They beat them 49-10 as Cincinnati went over Memphis. Riddler, the quarterback for Cincinnati, Desmond Riddler, 21 of 26 271 yards, three touchdowns. Jerome Ford, just nine carries, 116 yards, two touchdowns. Cincinnati's a playoff team. I think we have to start admitting that this team, it's its all setting up for Cincinnati to make the playoffs. Yep. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to bounce to probably six with the uh, Oklahoma State loss. but and Okay, so the two teams ahead of them yeah. is Georgia, Yep. which they're one loss away from me mm-hmm. out. They have to win out to make the playoff. Yep. And number five... I'm lost. Is Notre Dame? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Notre Dame. No, who's four? Wait. Yeah, Notre Dame's four. Ohio Notre Dame's four. Who, who am I? Who am I missing? Oklahoma State's five. Okay. Yeah, Oklahoma State, so yeah. There's basically one team separating Cincinnati from the playoff. They are right there. It's right there for the taking for Cincinnati. All they have to do is win their games. I think yep. they can have it. Well, the spread coming into this game was six and a half points for Cincinnati. They covered that at the end. Of the they covered corner. that by a whole lot. You said Desmond Ritter, a great game, three touchdowns. But no one's talking about him for the Heisman. He's no, had a great year. he's unbelievable. And also the running attack, Jerome Ford, the freshman running back for Cincinnati, nine carries, 116 yards, two touchdowns. Where but did this team come from? They have come out of nowhere. It's unbelievable. What you mentioned too, 
you're right. They are one spot out because Oklahoma State's gone. Georgia is going to play face off against Florida. If they lose that game, all of a sudden Cincinnati moves. But here's the key for the Bearcats: <clears throat> if the Bearcats want to get in, they've got a okay resume. They beat two they top twenty five teams. They have to win big. Like but if they play, you mentioned that two top twenty five teams. Yeah, that's two more top twenty five teams than Notre Dame is. It is being. agreed, and that's the debate now. And so, look, you have a big game against UCF and late in the season. If they beat UCF, they're going to have to beat them big. UCF's got a great offense, but that's going to be a key game, in my opinion. You win that game big, all of a sudden you're proving, all right, look, hey, we're here for real. This is a good Memphis team. Okay, their defense is not the best thing in the world. Their offense is phenomenal. They put up points now. Great job by that defense. I mean, they the got to keep blowing out teams. Yeah, the game day crew had a couple of guys had Memphis winning, but I think a not great us. job by Cincinnati. Oh, they're we're, gonna... we're, and we're both pushing for Cincinnati to make the playoff. Hey, I'd love to see it. Speaking of playoff, let's do our playoff predictions. Gary, you go first. Yeah, so I think mine's pretty self-explanatory. Number one, I have the Clemson Tigers. Great win for them. Number two, Ohio State. Sort of a bounce back performance today, uh, yesterday against Penn State. I like them at number two. I have Alabama at number three. They're going to keep doing their thing. I have Notre Dame sitting at four. I don't love Notre Dame. I don't know how real they are, but we'll find they, out. We'll certainly find out by this time. Yeah, next week. and they keep winning, so I'll sneak them in at four. I think quick, Cincinnati. Quick prediction for that Notre Dame Clemson game ooh, next Saturday. Ooh, I think Clemson wins very narrowly. I think a field goal wins that okay. game, but and I have Cincinnati at five. I think they're just going to keep. I think they're going to keep doing their thing. A big win against Memphis. I think this Georgia. I don't know. I'm worried about this Georgia team and their offense. I have them at six, though. Those are my top six for the playoff predictions okay. right now. Number one, Clemson. Okay. They've been my number one all year. Yep. I don't care what happened yesterday. They left their starting quarterback. They're fine. Number two, Ohio State. Ohio State's very close to Clemson. Number three, I still feel like I'm disappointing Alabama. I'm disrespecting Alabama, but all of these three teams are so good. And Alabama, Alabama's close to that. You could make this three any order. You could. Uh, number four, you know, I originally wrote this down and I said Georgia. I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to Cincinnati number four. All right. I think the resume speaks for All itself. Right. I think the performance speaks for itself. I have Cincinnati number four. I'm going to put Notre Dame number five. I'm going to put BYU number six. Hey. We didn't talk about BYU at all much today, but they had a big win against someone. Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. The Cougs. And then I'll put uh, Georgia number seven. Georgia, prove it to me. If you're a top, if you're that good, beat Florida next week. I love and that. And then we'll talk. I love that momentum. I really, I like that. I like that mindset by you. I really oh, do. Man. Prove it. Okay. Uh, let's do some NFL Week 8 previews after the break. KCOU 88.1. This is Start Your Sunday. For nearly 15 years, India's House has brought traditional North Indian cuisine to downtown Columbia. Featuring staples such as tikka masala and tandoori breads, India's House is sure to warm the soul. Located at the intersection of Broadway and Hit, open for delivery or curbside pickup. And now, a poem. Tikka masala is red, and you're feeling blue, but once you're at India's House, you'll feel anew. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. We are peers from the Sexual Health Advocacy Peer Educator Program, SHAPE, at Mizzou. 
We are stronger than ever this year. To refresh your memory, we provide a variety of services centered around sexual health education to faculty, students, and staff on Mizzou's campus as well as the Columbia area. We provide free barrier contraception methods across campus in residence halls, the Women's Center, and the Student Health Center. We provide sexual health educational programs to organizations on campus. We put on events throughout the year, such as Sextacular and Get Yourself Tested. Hi, I'm Josh Bohm. I had the Josh Bohm Radio Fun Time program on KCOU from 2012 to 2016. I'm here to tell you to support KCOU. You'll make an old man in his 20s very happy. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Harvey. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. And welcome back into Start Your Sunday on KCOU 88.1. We are Start Your Sunday on Spotify. Thank you for starting your Sunday with us. A lot of starts and a lot of Sundays in there. Harrison Vatnick alongside Garrett Pave joining me on this 1st of November. Garrett, how are you doing this morning? Oh, you know, doing good. Always fun to break down football. It's... Oh. The, the weekend is always, and the fall weekends are always the best weekends. I love football. I love me some college and NFL football. And we have a good slate of NFL games today. Yep, I'm yep. excited. I'm excited also. We talked about last Sunday how it was the game of the year, the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I think that game has been passed. Yep. The updated game of the year is the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Baltimore Ravens at noon central, one Eastern. Baltimore five and one, their only loss at home to the Kansas City Chiefs. Steelers six and zero, the la- the league's last unbeaten as we predicted last week. Yep. There would be one more unbeaten because we both thought the Cardinals would beat the Seahawks. Yep. Yep. We were both accurate oh, there. One. The final unbeaten, the Steelers taking on Baltimore. Will the seventy two Dolphins pop some champagne today? Will Baltimore get the win? <laughs> well, this is a really intriguing game. I haven't been really high on Baltimore recently. Um, of course, last week a thirty to twenty eight win over the um, Eagles I was not very impressed, but this is such a good. This is like this is such an unbelievable game between two unbelievable offenses. I think the Ravens actually slipped this one out. I know the Steelers are six and zero, and I think of course a great win against the Titans last week. But there is some room for concern. That first half, the Steelers dominate offensively, but could not find the end zone. In the second half against the Titans defense that has been abysmal this year. So I think there is some room for concern. That's why I think Lamar Jackson, I think he's going to use his legs. This is a really good Steelers defense, right? They fly around, they're physical up front. But that's why I think Lamar Jackson uses his legs today, gets outside, gets that defense on their heels. I think the Ravens defense gets some stops today. I think the Ravens win. I think this is a really close game. But I'm so excited to watch Lamar Jackson and Ben Roethlisberger. Be, Unbelievable game. This is, I think this is the first time that these two are going to play off against it each is. other because Big Ben was playing hurt. Yep. And the year before, uh, Lamar wasn't the starter yet. No. And I think the weather, it's not projected to be great. I think we're looking at some rainstorms yep. here, heading into Maryland. 
I think we're just going to be a lot about the run game, a lot about the defense. I'm going to pull a Garrett Pafe here. Here's a player to watch out for today. All right, let's go. Hit it up. Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah, recently go. traded for Jacksonville. I think he's going to come out, and he's going to make some big plays in this game. Baltimore needs another player off the edge. I think this is going to be like a throwback Ravens-Steelers game, kind of like those early 2010s, late 2000s game where just the defense guys like Ray Lewis and Troy Polamalu and Terrell Suggs and Ed Reed yep. and um, – Brent Kiesel and so many other great players I'm forgetting. I think we're going to see an updated version of that with guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and Ngakwe and Calais Campbell and all these other great Steelers linebackers, Bud Dupree. I think we're going to have a low, low-scoring game. Yep, Neither okay. team is going to hit like 20 points. I think it's a field goal game that Baltimore wins 16-13. to 13. Just go. a defensive, right. absolute slugfest I'm super excited for. Kind of a throwback game yeah. when we're used to seeing all these shootouts and stuff. Speaking of shootouts... 49ers are heading to Seattle today. Two defenses. One, I guess we are very skeptical of Seattle's defense. They had a tough loss in overtime against the Cardinals. They basically had that game in hand, and then they started playing lose the game bingo. They try to fill out the board and see in what what, how many different ways they can lose the game. And they somehow (laughs) filled the entire board in bingo. San Francisco, one of the great wins last week. They went to uh, New England and just completely dominated the Patriots. Jimmy Galapagos played one of his most complete performances of the season. They ran the ball well. They were without like their top three running backs, so Jermichael Hasty, the former Baylor Bear, will be the starter at running back today for them. They're without Debo Samuel. These two played two absolutely fantastic games last year. They went to the final play of overtime yep. and the final play of regulation. Will this one go to the final play? Yeah, this is going to be a phenomenal game. I think you look at the Seahawks. You know, we talk about the Steelers-Titans game being the game of the year. That one, the way it went down may have actually been the game of the year. That was yeah, unbelievable no, ending. That was just incredible. But I think one of my favorite plays, this is just going back from last week, is Buda Baker had an interception on Russell Wilson, was going to take it all the way to the house, and DK Metcalf turned on the burners and actually brought Buda Baker down, saving a big touchdown, which led to only a field goal. He actually just challenged Tyreek Hill to a race. Well, so, so I'm gonna, I was about to say this. <laughs> Tyreek Hill said... So a reporter asked him this week yeah. if he would make the same play. You know what Terry Kill's response was? What? My quarterback wouldn't throw that pick. There we go. There we go. If we there see we these go. two teams in the Super Bowl, which is a real possibility. Yeah, Seattle thinks the best team in the NFC, or second best team in the NFC. Yeah. And I think Kansas City's far and away the best team in the AFC. If these two men in the Super Bowl, which is a real possibility, I think we'll hear this discussion brought up again. I like Seattle at home today. Yeah, I, I think... think the, okay, go on. No, no, you go. Okay, I think the 49ers are way too banged up. Yep. I think this is... You know, they really miss the 12s there in Seattle, but I think I think Russell Wilson's bound for a bounce-back game. I think he's going to throw it all over. Tyler Lockett has been outstanding. Metcalf, decaf Metcalf. They have a multitude of tight yep. ends. I think Chris Carson is going to come back and play for them today. They couldn't really run the ball much in Arizona, and I don't think Russell Wilson's going to throw three interceptions again. No, I, I agree. I think Seattle's angry from last week. I think Pete Carroll's angry. Like you mentioned, three interceptions for Russell Wilson. That's a very rare sight for him. I think they get going again this week. That Niners team, as you mentioned, just very banged up. Jimmy Garoppolo has been okay this year. Nothing what they expected. So I think Seattle wins this in Seattle. I think it's close, but I, I think, think Russell gets going. I think it's going to come down going. to the last play of the game. As Agreed. I think it's like, going to be close. You know, every time Seattle plays San Francisco, when both teams are competitive, you think Always about those NFC Championship games. Yep. And Man, I'm excited for this one. This Me will too. be at 3.30 on Fox uh, later today. Uh, another big game. Saints and Bears, I think they're playing at the same time as the 49ers Seahawks game. The Bears, people were talking about as, you know, contenders. They're five and two. The Saints are four and two. Coming off a very interesting game last week against Carolina where Graham Gano missed a 65-yard field goal to tie the game at the end. 
Bears coming off a tough loss, short week in LA. Now they're coming back home, taking on the Saints. No Michael Thomas again. For those who drafted Michael Thomas in fantasy, along with myself, I really feel bad for all of us. <laughs> it's not our fault. We'll get him next time. But wh- what do you think of this game? I think this is a sneaky close game. I have been, you know, actually, this is one I've been looking at all week. Um, I'm going to go with the upset today. I think Chicago. Really? I think Chicago wins this game. I know Drew Brees is a phenomenal quarterback, and I know they're going to score some points. But I'm going to pull the upset. I think Chicago balances back. There's something about this defense I love with Matt Nagy. A terrible performance from Nick Foles last week. Awful. But that's where you're going to Nick Foles. You're going to get some games he's going to look spectacular, and they're going to get some games he looks like Nick Foles. And that's why I think he's going to play up to the level today. So I think the Bears actually pull off the upset. At home in Chicago, it's going to be a cold day. Yep, the weather yeah. is looking like it's not 35 pretty. degrees and cloudy. Yeah, not pretty. So I think Chicago wins this one very close, but I think their defense steps up big today and makes I'm some good plays. I'm going to take the Saints by a touchdown, 27-20. There you go. There were a lot of games we could have chosen as the marquee matchup yes, this week. We had easily. the Steelers-Ravens at Bears-Saints game, 49ers-Seahawks. Yep. I was thinking about this game as the marquee game also. The debut of one of my favorite college quarterbacks of all time. Here we go. Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, yeah. Taking on the L.A. Rams at home. Short week. I'm going to start off with this game. This is a recipe for a Miami Dolphin win. They're only a three-point underdog at home against a good 5-2 and two L.A. Rams team. The Dolphins, a win today really puts them in the playoff position. I don't care what happens in that Bills-Patriots game. A win puts the Dolphins at 4-3 and three and well in playoff contention. I think two is going to get it done today. The Rams are really? a short week going as far as you can from L.A. to Miami. They have a bye next week. They're going to be looking ahead. Miami coming off a bye. I think Tua gets it done today at home. All right. Yeah, this is, of course, we've all been waiting to see Tua. It's Tua time, baby. But Finally. you know, We've seen Justin Herbert. We see Joe Burrow. Oh, unbelievable. Tua time. It's time to see him. But I love Tua Tagovailoa. He's a really great guy. I've never been an Alabama fan, but I've always had respect for him. That was a gruesome injury last year. But... You know, I think I'm going to have to go against the grain with you, though. I think this is a really tough first game for Tua to appear in. Um, I think he plays well, but you're playing a guy in Aaron Donald who is second in the league with eight sacks. That's a scary matchup. That defense has been tearing people up. So my only concern is this is his first game. It's a tall and task. It's, it's not a great Dolphin offensive no, line either. That's the, that's the biggest weakness on their team. Yeah, you got to protect Tua. So for that reason, I think this is tough for the rookie. I think the Rams win this game, but I think Tua keeps this very close. I think he has a big game, makes a lot of good plays. I think the Rams win by three points in Miami, but I'm so excited to see Tua. I am really excited to see how this guy performs today. I know. It's, it's such an exciting debut. I'm going to take Miami by a field goal late in the game. I think... It's going to be like a buzzing 13,000 at Hard Rock Stadium later today. That game is going to be starting in just about under an hour and a half as we're on the countdown to kick off here on Start Your Sunday. Raiders and Browns taking on each other. Ian Cleveland, Browns without Odell Beckham for the season. Reports saying that this is going to be his final year in Cleveland. The Raiders coming off a dominant loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are sitting at 3-3. Cleveland 5-2. I feel like a win for Cleveland. And they're in the driver's seat to make the playoffs. Will they get that win today? I think I think they will. I think they're going to bounce. They had a, an okay performance. They won 37-34 against the Bengals last week. But, you know, it's so confusing, though. Baker Mayfield, you don't know what you're going to get from him, right? I mean, he played awful against it's the It's like Steelers. rolling the dice. Yeah, and then he played well against the Bengals. So he, well, is he had a terrible ball. start, then Odell went out. And then awful start. And I he think caught fire. 
I think the Raiders are going to keep this one close. I think they're going to run the ball. Um, I've not been impressed with Cleveland's defense thus far. I really haven't. I think the Raiders run the ball well, keep this one close. I do think Baker Mayfield has one of those good games. Uh, probably not spectacular, but better than he's had in the past. So I think the Browns win this game at home. I actually think they win by 10 today. The Raiders, that defense is too big of a concern for me. Um, and like you said, come off in a big loss. So I don't think the Raiders have enough offense to keep them in this game. Like the Browns win by 10 points. I'm going to think the Browns by a touchdown also. I think we got to think about the Kevin Stefanski effect. Yep. The head coach for Cleveland. You see what he, Minnesota looks like now without yep. him. And you see what Cleveland looks like now. Yep. If they win this game, they're 6-2. and two. No matter what happens in the NFL today, no, only one team, I think no more than one team will have more wins than the Cleveland Browns. Despite Agreed. not having a bye and all this, I think Cleveland... Is looking really good, yep. and I think they get the win today to put themselves in further playoff position as the schedule does get a little tougher. I think they still have to play uh, Baltimore again, and they still have to play Pittsburgh again. But one of the other teams in the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals, will be hosting Garrett's Tennessee Titans later today. Tough loss against Pittsburgh. Yep. They were down big, came back, missed the field goal at the end. Cincinnati feels like they found a new way to lose every week. What do you think is going to happen today? So, let me go and start by saying, I think the Titans are going to win this game by a touchdown. I do, but there's a lot to be concerned about in this game for the Tennessee Titans facing off against Joe Burrow. The Titans' defense has, we saw last week in the first half, was awful. I mean, second half they bounced back, but Ben Roethlisberger torched that defense. So, I think there's some room for concern. I actually think Joe Burrow has a really big game against the Titans. I think he makes a lot of plays. That pass rush for the Titans has just, it's been nowhere. It's non-existent. So, I think Joe Burrow has a phenomenal game, makes a lot of plays, but I just think, I think the defense wakes up a little bit. I think Mike Vrabel kind of, you know, kicks him in the butt and says, hey, listen, we got to get going. You got to get Jadavion Clowney going. I think he tallies a sack today. I think he does. I think they perform better, but Joe Burrow still makes plays. But Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are playing phenomenal football. Yeah, well, Derrick Henry, not his great performance last not week. Not great. I, I, know I see that, that face. I know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> I really like Joe Burrow. I think another Cincinnati Bengals fan somewhere out there listening to this show. I think the Cincinnati Bengals win this game today. There you go. Okay. I, there I, you go. I was strong on Tennessee, and I started thinking about it, and I'm like, the Tennessee defense has holes, yeah. and they struggle to get to the pass rush. And when you can't put pressure on Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's going to do whatever he wants in this game. Mm-hmm. And it just it makes sense that the Bengals are going to be able to move the ball. They have talented receivers, the Bengals. The Titans secondary, it's it's good, but, you know, yep. the Bengals have great receivers, and there's no pass rush. They have, they're have they like 30th in the league in sacks. It's awful. I think Joe Burrow does whatever he wants, and I think the Bengals win this game at home against the Tennessee Titans. Look at that. Bold prediction. I think, I think it just makes sense. I, I know I pick a couple of upsets a week, yeah. but, man, I'm, I'm excited for this game. There we go. And, you know. It's in Cincinnati. It makes sense, and just I'm excited for it. I think this will be one of the better games today. Can I come down to the wire at least? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Like all Bengals games do. Uh, Patriots Bills. This will not be a game coming down to the wire, ladies and gentlemen. There are so many good games on. This is, I'm a New England Patriots fan. For those who don't know, there are so many good games on today. At one o'clock, there's the Titans Bengals game, the Raiders Browns game we talked about. Uh, even the Vikings and Packers is a good game. The two is debut. The Ravens Steelers game. Don't watch this game. <laughs> Please don't watch. <laughs> These teams are not very good. New England Patriots. I, I've been watching the Patriots my entire life. I have never been so disinterested to watch them this week. I I know what's going to happen. They're without so many starters. Josh Allen, he's good. 
he makes a lot of mistakes, it's going to be an ugly, ugly game that Buffalo's still going to win by double digits because how many starters out for New England? Without their top like two receivers, a tight end, uh, an offensive lineman, a safety, a linebacker. It's they're playing with a bunch of practice squad guys, and I think the tank is on. I think they're losing their fourth straight game today. Buffalo by double digits. Don't watch this game. Watch turn on this turn on the Steelers Ravens game. Turn on the Bengals Titans game. Yep. Don't watch this game. Wait for the highlights. Yeah, I'm going to echo what you said. I think the Bills win big. <laughs> Josh Allen's going to wake up. The Bills have not performed well. Only an 18 to 10 win against the Jets last week. I think Josh Allen wakes up. I think Sean McDermott gets this team up and ready for the Patriots. That, yeah, as you said, so many guys out. There's just not much to work with if you're Bill Belichick. So not much to say. I think the Bills win big uh, and defeat the Patriots. As you said, they're four straight loss. Yep. Uh, another big game today. The Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football from Philadelphia. Battle of two FCS quarterbacks, Ben DiNucci versus Carson Wentz. The Eagles are getting uh, Dallas Goddard and Jalen Rager back. Dallas will not be getting Dak Prescott back. No. How do you think this game goes tonight? Uh, ben DiNucci, a big social media yes. phenom right now, uh, all somehow. over TikTok. Him and Trace McSorley have taken over the... If you didn't watch the NFL, you think Ben DiNucci and Trace McSorley are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Unbelievable, but I think... I don't have much to say. I think the Eagles win this game. Uh, Cowboys are just so unpleased. They're not playing for Mike McCarthy. Players have already expressed their disinterest and their displeased with Mike McCarthy. I think the Eagles get this one done and just continue that first place hold in the NFC East. So give me the Eagles. I know, I think, it's, I know it's only been a few seven. games. Is Mike McCarthy in the hot seat? He's very much so. The players are not playing for him at all. Yeah, no, it doesn't. They need to figure that out in Dallas. Definitely kind of change up that roster. I wonder if they're going to be sellers at the break. I'm going to take the Eagles by two touchdowns, 24-10. I think Dallas kind of keeps it close yeah. early, but I think Carson Wentz in a defense that can get some turnovers off. Ben DiNucci, yep. who didn't show much against the uh, Washington football team I liked last week. No. I like the Eagles to win this game. Uh, Colts at Lions in Detroit. These are two like teams Sneaky that teams, yeah. These are two of the teams that can beat anyone but lose to anyone. Yeah, this game is going to be all over the place. What do you think happens? I, I think the Lions pull the upset today. I think Detroit has been sneaky coming down the stretch. They're now 3-3. Three and three. I think DeAndre Swift is finally settling in with that offense. Matthew Stafford does not get enough credit. He doesn't. He's not a he's not What a, a, what a win against Atlanta last week for him. I, I know, right? But I think he's a good quarterback. Back in I, his, I think it's his home, he played college there. and just Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Going back there and getting a great win. So give me Matthew Stafford. I think he pulls off the upset against that good Colts defense. I think the Lions I agree. I, I can't trust Philip Rivers. I, I can never pick Philip Rivers. Just, no way. It's you never know what you're gonna get from him. Yep. And I think Detroit finds a way to win that game. They're in a, they're like three and three. They are. They yeah, win this game. They're yeah, like they are. well in play. Like yeah. the NFC is tough. Agreed. But it keeps their hopes alive. Agreed. Uh keeping it speaking of hopes, Minnesota Vikings have zero hope. And they're taking on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. No Aaron Jones again, but Jamal Williams has been playing well for them. Devontae Adams looks like one of the best wide receivers in football. What do you think happens in this game? Packers big. Yeah, uh, the Vikings will show me nothing. I think the Packers big. I, I think agree. Aaron Rodgers has a good game. Uh, Kansas City hosting the New York Jets today. I think the Jets are going to win this game. Just kidding. I'm, I'm about to say, no. you got to be kidding uh, me now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The New York Jets, I don't think will win a game all season. Actually, they played New England on a Monday night next week. Sneaky upset yep. game. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, Kansas City by 20. Yeah, Chiefs win by at least 20. Uh, Chargers, Broncos, Drew Locke. Hasn't looked hot. Justin Herbert, a guy we both like, has looked hot. What do you think? Yep. The Chargers charge along. Justin Herbert, he makes enough plays today. He's a phenomenal rookie quarterback. I think he's probably 
him and Joe Burrow perform probably at the same level. Unbelievable for both of them. So I think the Chargers get it done in Denver. Uh, I, I'll go seven points. I think it'll be a little close thing by about four points. Justin Herbert, maybe game winning touchdown. I like what I see from him, uh, but this would be a good win for them. Monday Night Football tomorrow, Tom Brady versus New York Giants. Usually has not gone well for Tom Brady, but this is a different New York Giants team. This is a different Tom Brady team. I like the Bucks by a touchdown. A little closer than the experts think. Yeah, I'll say 10 points. I think Tom Brady gets it done. That Giants team not proving much right now. Yep. Uh, let's hit a break. We'll do our segments to start your Sunday on KCOU 88.1. KCOU would like to shout out East Side Tavern. It's the bar that's bizarre. Downtown Columbia's best karaoke comedy club. With a huge selection of drinks and activities and themed nights every week, East Side is a solid place to hang out. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Tune in to one of these nights on KCU 88.1 FM. Join host Garrett Jones to talk the weirdest and wackiest in all four professional sports. I'm on from Sunday nights from 5 to 6 on KCU 88.1 FM. And if you ever miss a show, catch it wherever you enjoy podcasts. It's one of these nights on KCU 88.1 FM. Hey, this is Brian. And Mikey. And Pat. From Weezer. And you're listening to... KCOU. 88.1 FM Columbia. Columbia. Good morning and good evening and thanks for listening to KCOU Columbia. I'm Barack Obama and I approve this message. Welcome back to Start Your Sunday on KCOU 88.1. Harrison Vapnik, you can find me on Twitter, at Harrison Vapnik. Garrett Pave joining us on the Sundays. We're a little over an hour away from football. We can find us on Start Your Sunday on Spotify if you missed any of today's show. Let's hit our last couple minutes where we will hit our segments. Let's start off with your starts and sits. We will tell you who to start and who to stay with fantasy. I will start with the starts. Uh, a quarterback, start quarterback, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert finds his way onto the start list every week somehow. I think he sneaks his way on. Uh, he has been outstanding in fantasy. He's been outstanding playing well against a weak Denver defense. Give me Justin Herbert. Running back, Jonathan Taylor. This is his breakout game. It's indoors. Taken on the Detroit Lions. 
Lions run defense has been exposed the last couple weeks. Todd Gurley had a good game. I think this is a good game for Jonathan Taylor at the Lions start. Him wide receiver Jarvis Landry taking on the Raiders. The Raiders have like the 28th, 29th pass uh, defense. It's not very good. Even with no with no Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry is going to find the football. And a tight end start. Garrett Sky, John New Smith against the Bengals. Bengals have been pretty weak against tight ends this year. I expect John New Smith to find the end zone at least once today. Garrett, who are the sits? Yeah, so at quarterback... Drew Brees against the Bears. Of course, the Bears are fast and physical defense. Do not start Drew Brees. At running back, running back James Conner against the Ravens. As we know, the Ravens with that stout run defense also acquiring Yannick Ngakwe. Do not start James Conner. Wide receiver Micah Gallup against the Eagles. Of course, Ben DiNucci getting his first start. Ben DiNucci. He's going to have to settle in, so do not start Michael Gallup against the Eagles. And tight end Evan Ingram versus the Bucks. The Bucks just keep getting better. Linebacker Devin White probably going to be matched up on Evan Ingram a little bit. Do not start Evan Ingram against the Buccaneers. Uh, let's hit up four downs to four rapid-fire questions that have to do with the NFL today. I'll start off. Garrett, first down, two attack of Iowa, making his first NFL start. He has started once at Hard Rock Stadium, though, in the 2018 Orange Bowl against Oklahoma. That evening, he threw through 318 yards tonight. So, that night, so 318 yards or more tonight, today. I think I'm going to go more tonight. Okay. I'm going to go more. I'm going to go bold there. All right, second down. Uh, more total yards for which rookie running back in the matchup, DeAndre Swift or Jonathan Taylor? I'm going to go D. Ah, no, I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan All Taylor. right, third down. Quiet game for Derrick Henry last week, just 75 rushing yards versus Steelers defense. Taking on the Bengals today, will he go for more or less than 75? Or just give me a number of how many yards he's going to I think for. he goes for 110 yards. Today. Okay, and fourth down. Which former FCS quarterback has more passing yards tonight, Carson Wentz or Ben DiNucci? Carson Wentz. All right, let me go and give you my four downs. First down, against the worst team in the NFL, will Patrick Mahomes and that offense go for over 500 total yards of offense? Uh, yeah, they'll go for more than 500. Awesome. Second down, Aaron Donald is currently second in the NFL with eight sacks. Against rookie quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, will he record two or more sacks? Um, I'm going to say less than because when Brian Flores was on the Patriots, they were able to figure out how to limit Aaron Donald. Gotcha. So I think less. All right, third down, in a high-powered offensive game between the Ravens and Steelers, will each team score more than 30 points? Will they combine for 30 points? No, each will score their own 30 points. I'm going to say neither team's going to score 20 today. Okay, there you go. And how about this fourth down in a battle of the struggling quarterbacks? Who throws for more yards, Josh Allen or Cam Newton? I'd be surprised if Cam Newton comes back from the locker room in the second half if it's not Jared Stidham again. Uh, I think it's Josh Allen by 100 yards. Gotcha. And now I'm going to real quick pave the way. My first game, Rams versus Dolphins. The key is you're going to have to get Tua Tagovailoa going early and settle him into the rhythm of this offense. A very good Rams defense. Get Tua going and get him settled in. Number two, Steelers versus Ravens. Utilize Lamar Jackson.